Okay, so we're going to get started. Today we're going to talk about Chana. Um, I want to mention that today's class is Le'ilui Nishmat, Mr. Charles Saka, Yeshaya ben Laura. Um, his family should have Nechama from Shamaim. Um, so today, like I said, we're going to talk about Chana. Um, before we actually get into Chana's character, I want to set up the scene of of the predicament that she was in, um, her family dynamics, and how she used her situation and her circumstances to strengthen her relationship with Hashem and ultimately to turn to Hashem in her time of need. And we'll see that at the end, our rabbis learned a lot of halachot from the way that Chana prayed. Um, and we'll talk about why that, that's so significant. Okay, so this is the first, we're in Perik Aleph of Sefer Shemuel, and the Navi introduces us to her husband first. Okay, so Pasuk Aleph, There was an Ish, right, we know anytime it says Ish, that's, it's talking about somebody important, right, so there was an Ish, his name was Elkanah, um, and he lived in Ramataim Tzofim. And Pasuk Bet. Velo shte nashim. Elkana had two wives. Shem ha'achat chana. Veshem ha'shenit penina. Vayehi lepnina yeladim. Ulechana en yeladim. Right away. Sorry, you have she was the wife. Chana is known as the wife of who? Who is he? Elkana. He's from like Navi, Nevi'im? Yes, yes. The first chapter of Sefer Shemuel. Um, right? Forgot, I learned this, but you know you forgot. Yeah, of course, yeah. So yes, Elkanah is, is he's, 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 he's an important guy, right? He, we know the Navi tells us he goes every year and he sacrifices his korbanot, right? And right. he has these two wives, he has Chana and Penina, right? And already from Pasuk Bet, right? Velosh Denashim, we hear two wives. One, Chana, the second is Penina, right? Anytime you have that one and the other, it's like, Oh, there's one and there's two, right? Mm-hmm. It forces you to compare the two. And not just that, then it says, right? The tension is there, right? Penina has children. Chana doesn't have children. They're married to the same man. We already sense the tension between, you know, the, the dynamics here. Okay, so continuing, Pasuk Gimel. Right, so every year, um, the Elkanah, this man, would go to Shiloh, to the Mishkan, and to, to bring Korbanot. He would come back and he would give Penina, his wife, and all of her children portions of food from the korbano. Right? So he would give her a nice portion, but it was still only one portion. Right? Because he loved Chana. But, right? He loved Chana, but, Still, Hashem Sagar et Rachma, right? Right? We talked about that when there's two wives, the second wife is known as a tzara, literally a pain. And her tzara, Chanas tzara penina, would anger. Especially if she can't have kids. Especially if she can't have kids. Mm-hmm. But the, but the Mefarshim tell us that she used to do it purposefully. She would say, oh, I'm going now to wait for the bus for my kids to come home, let's mm-hmm. say. Or I'm going to buy clothing for my children. And she would do it purposefully, right? The chiyasata tzartagam kaas. She would go out of her way to, to anger her, right? Ki sagar Hashem be'ad rachmal. Pasuk tells us again, right? Chana's rechem was 
closed. Vechen yaseh shana b'shana. This was her life. The, the, it, the psukim here are stressing the, the, the regularity of all of this. Every year he would go and go give korbanot. And every year he would bring back portions. And every year Chana would only get one. And every year, you know, Penina, all the time Penina would rub it in her face. Like this is what was happening. This is the predicament that Chana is in. Okay? And Pasuk Zayin ends with Vativke velo tochal. Every year she would cry and she would not eat. Okay? Um, so like I said, this is, this is what she's dealing with from year to year. It's not a one-time thing. It's, this is constant. Okay? Uh, and finally, Elkanah approaches his wife and he says, Why do you cry? And why don't you eat? And why do you feel bad? Right? Aren't I better for you than even ten children? Right? So we, right away we get the sense that Elkanah, he's trying. He's trying to comfort her. But unfortunately, his efforts to comfort her probably made her feel even worse, right? Because what is he doing? He's not validating that this is what she wants and, and that's why she's upset, right? He's, he's trying to shift her focus and almost telling her, accept your predicament, right? right? Mm-hmm. Accept it. It's, you're not going to... Right. This is what it is. You're not going to have children, but at least you have me, right? So he's, he's not making her feel better. He's actually making her feel worse. She says, I'm like dead. Rachel says that. Uh, Rachel says that. But oh, yeah. right, so oh, the, but that sheet, right. right so no, don't be sorry. You're, you're 100 percent right in that you made that connection because at the end we're going to see that there are a lot of parallels between Chana and Rachel, and we're going to compare them. Even the way he's consoling. Yes. But yes. even though she was able to have, and that only after, right? Don't forget her sister had her sister had a bunch of kids before that, right? And her maidservant had, and and then Leah's maidservant had before Rachel finally had, but before, right? It was it was a while. Sorry, I'm cutting mm-hmm. you, but I'm just okay. wondering. She was considered a strong woman throughout this. Like, still, Hannah, like they gave her a lot of respect, even though she was like still. Yeah, and you'll see why. Okay. You'll see why. Um, right? So, so what's, what's, what's Hana feeling here, right? Rashi in, in, in Bereshit says that Mikan Lamisha in Lobanim Chashuv Kemet. Right? Some, that's, this is why Rachel said, Somebody who doesn't have children, the Mefarshim say, is considered dead. What does that mean, they're considered dead? Socially, right? Think about, think about the setting that Hana's in. Every year, there's a big family meal with, you know, Penina and her family and the children. And she's sitting there. She's alone. Everybody's happy and celebrating. And she's sitting and she's crying. And she's not eating, right? She's, you can, you can almost imagine it. She's withdrawn. She doesn't feel like she belongs. It's her husband, right? She, this is her house, probably. This is her family. But it's also not her family. So she feels withdrawn. And she, her husband tries to comfort her. But... In his, he actually makes her feel a little bit worse, right? So, so why is it considered like you know chashuv kemet? Because as humans, we're social beings, right? We crave social interaction. It's it's part of who we are, 
and socially she 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 has doesn't have that peace to relate to her family she doesn't have children so she's withdrawn from her family right likely with the other women in the community who all have children and who are all kind of doing similar things right think about even us like so much of our social lives revolve around our kids right we become friendly with our kids friends moms right we socialize with our kids friends moms so much of how we socialize and our social circles um, are because of our kids, or even with our own friends, our friendships change, right? We, we get together, we get together with the kids, you know? We, even if we go for dinner without the kids, it's, it's until the kids go to bed, so we can't get out until the kids go to bed, and the babysitter comes, and whatever, right? So much of, of our interactions with people are based on the kids, and somebody who's surrounded by that and doesn't have that is missing a huge huge part of just connecting with people, right? So this is why the Mefarshim say, right, somebody who doesn't have chashuv kemet, because socially they're cut off in a very, very significant way. And, and we see this from Chana. We see that she, she is, she's withdrawn, she's disconnected, she feels very alone. Penina actively makes her feel alone, right, we said, by rubbing it in her face, oh, I'm doing things for my kids and you are not. And Elkanah kind of, passive aggressively he tries to kosher it but it still makes her feel and you know when somebody tries to make you feel better and then they make you feel worse like they don't mean it but and that's that's exactly what happened he's trying to make her feel better he made her feel worse he he's making her feel alone in her head she's feeling okay i have to accept this now he's he's telling me to accept this because i have him so she feels very very alone she feels very very isolated um and in fact, the Gemara brings a, a fascinating, when Chana prays, the Gemara brings a fascinating um, claim, right? Um, in in Masech Brachot, v'chana, in source number five, V'chana himendaberet aliba, ma rabbi Lazar, mishum rabbi Yosef ben Zimra, al iskeliba, she spoke to God about what was literally on her heart, physically, amar lefanav, ribono shel olam, Hashem, kol be'isha, lo davar echad levatala. You didn't create us with things that we don't need. Enayim lirot, oznayim lishmoa, chotem lehariach, right? Eyes to see, ears to hear, a nose to smell, pele daber, yadayim la'asopahemelacha, right? A mouth, hands to do things, legs. Dadim lehanik bahem, dadim halalu shenatata alibi lama, Right, you you created me with these with breasts, but I don't have a child to to, to nurse them with. So, in in a, in an essence, what am I doing, right? And this is the piece that Elkanah doesn't understand. Elkanah's not understanding that yes, they might have a great marriage and a great relationship, right? This is this is great shalom bait. Just because she wants something. It doesn't mean that their mar- that their relationship is lacking, right? Mm-hmm. She she could be very happy with him, and and he can give her everything that she wants in terms of a, in terms of a, a spousal relationship. But it's a different type of relationship. It's a different type of of, of fulfillment. It's a different type of want. It's a different type of desire, right? And 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 one could argue, right, that that's natural, right? We we talk, when we talked about Chana, we uh, Chana Chava, we talked about the fact that Adam names her Chava Em Kol Chai, right? She names her based on her greatest quality. She's a mother. Adam is not named as a father. Adam is Adam because he's Min Adama and he has to work the Adama, right? But Chava. Her name is 
her, that she's a mother. It's, 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 it's part of, of who she is. And that's what Hannah feels, and that's what Elkanah uh, doesn't quite get, that it's, it's okay. They have a good relationship, but it's still okay that Hannah wants this um, and that she feels that she's missing something. It doesn't take away from what they, it doesn't take away that he's a great husband. But it does take away from Chana a piece of what she feels like is her destiny and a piece of something that she identifies with. So again, that's making her feel very, very alone. So how does she react, right? What's interesting is that as opposed to Rachel, which we'll see, Chana does not react to this, right? There's no, after Chana after says, Chana doesn't say anything. She doesn't answer him back. She says nothing. Instead, Pasuk Ted in source number six, Vatakam Chana. She gets up, Achare Ochla, Beshilo, right? After the meal in Shilo, Vachare Shato. She gets up, Ve'eli Hakohen, Yoshev Al Hakise, Al Mezuzat Hechal Hashem. Right? She goes and she sees Eli. She goes to the Mishkan. Right after that, she goes to the Mishkan, Vehi Marat Nefesh, Vatit Palel Al Hashem, Ubacho Tivke. She is of marat nefesh, right? That's a strong term. She feels right now very, very bitter, right? That statement from Elkanah really, really threw her. As if she didn't feel disconnected and alone enough, right? That really added to her, right? And before, in, when we, in Pasuk Zayin, we said, right? She would cry and not eat. Now we have, right? Her sadness is now, is now magnified. Right? She's double. Right? She cries to Hashem. She cries out to Hashem. This is her reaction. She doesn't lash out at Elkanah. She She doesn't yell. Exactly. Exactly. Right? She takes her pain and instead of lashing out and saying, okay, fine, I'll accept this, but I'm not happy about it, mm-hmm. right? And lashing out at her husband or even even lashing out at Hashem, right? She, she goes, she gets up and she prays and she cries out. Um, I'm in source number seven. Okay, she goes to the Mishkan. Eli is there. And now what happens? He thinks she's drunk. He thinks she's drunk. Okay. Right? She's, she's really praying. And Eli is watching her. Right? Eli thinks she's drunk because of the way she's praying, right? Rashi says um, in Pasuk Gemal, right? Right? They, they weren't used to praying quietly. Nobody prayed that way back then. Mm-hmm. Everybody prayed out loud. Nobody prayed their own personal prayer to themselves quietly. Everybody just kind of prayed out loud. No one prayed like this before. So Eli looks at her, the strange behavior, and he tells her, until when are you going to be drunk? You're acting crazy. Stop. Was he the Kohen Gadol at the time? Mm-hmm. He was. Right? So imagine she, she's going from this setting where she doesn't feel she belongs and she's very depressed. She goes to pray to God and she's getting, she's, she's getting called down, right? Imagine how if she didn't lash out before... She has every right to lash out now, right? 
She imagined she's crying out to God in, in her time of crisis, in her moment of need. She's in pain. And Eli accuses her of being drunk, right? She has every reason to go bite his head off, right? But that's exactly what she does not do, okay? Vata'an Chana, she answers him. Vatomer, lo adoni, isha kshat ruach anochi, v'yayin v'shechar lo shatiti, v'eshpochet nafshi lifnei Hashem. She says, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm just here because I'm a woman in pain and I'm here to cry out to God. Now, also imagine, right? We talked about how Penina made her feel alone and, and Elkanah made her feel alone. Imagine she's, she's going to a place of prayer, a place where people go to connect to God. And there's this religious figure there and he's calling her out, right? She could have seen that as a sign of, oh, maybe Hashem doesn't want my prayer, mm-hmm. right? She, she could have interpreted this in, in a bunch she of other... She instigated him. She actually just told him what it was. But he, and, and, but he attacked her first, yeah, right? He, he attacked her because, okay, she was, she was behaving in a way that's not typical for, you know, people to behave. But imagine, you know, in, in already when she's down and he's coming and shooting her down even more, right? This great man that's guiding people, right? I, imagine how she must feel, you know what I mean? E- even worse, she, she's really a way to kick somebody when they're down. I mean, he, not, maybe not his fault, but, but really she's, she's not in a good place. And, but she still, despite that fact, she doesn't lash out at him. And this shows her greatness. She, mm-hmm. she tells him, and not just she tells him. She doesn't tell him like tells him off. Very respectfully. Very. Right? She calls herself Amatcha. Don't, don't think of me, your servant, as somebody that's, you know, doing the wrong thing. Bat um, right? Somebody that's... that's very, very, right? And, and again, she had every reason to not react in the way she did. Um, right? I'm behaving this way because I'm, I'm very sad and I'm very down and I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. And Eli accepts this, right? Go in peace. And God should listen to you and God should answer your prayer. Right? But again, shows it, it shows that it's She's not getting any reinforcement. She's not getting any sort of encouragement, right? Sometimes when we feel down and we try to kind of look for encouragement from the outside and we just don't get it, she's getting zero encouragement from the outside. You know, sometimes we look for signs, you know? If anything, she has every reason to, to believe that nothing is going to change for her. But she doesn't lose, she doesn't lose hope and she, she uses this um, in fact, to cry out to God because she realizes that Hashem really is her last resort. Um, continuing to Pasuk Yud Chet, okay, she, she continues talking to Eli, Vatomer, Timtza Shifchatcha Chen Be'enecha, again, Shifcha, right? I, let me find favor in your eyes. And she finishes praying and she leaves. Now, Vatocha, she's able to eat. Right? Upaneha lo hayula od. She does not feel down anymore. Right? Shows you the power of, of prayer. That it just the fact that she called out to God in her time of need, mm-hmm. that was transforming enough for her. Right? Even sometimes we, we don't know the answer right away or things don't turn around right away. It shows us the power of when we connect to Hashem in a meaningful way, um, that, that that 
in and of itself can be very, very transformative. And we see this from Hana right away. Her, her whole attitude changes, right? Before it was Vatif Tochal. She was crying. Here we have Paneha Loha Yula Od, and she's able Vatochal. Okay, and then Vayashkimu Baboker, Vayishtachavu Lifne Hashem, Vayashuvu Vayavowel Betam Haramata, they all go home. Yes, Vayidai Lokimet El Kanai Shtoviz Kereha Hashem, and Hashem remembers her. Vayhilit Kufot Hayamim, Vatahar Chana, she gets pregnant, Vateled Ben, she has a baby, Vatikra et Shemo Shemuel, Ki me Hashem She'il Tiv, because I, um, you know, I. I forgot Hana was well, I forgot that. I remember learning it. Now you remember, right? Now, this so the, is why we continue to know, right? So now, the one thing that we have to go back and, and, and mention that we didn't is what exactly happens in the exchange between Chana and Hashem. Now, we don't have the words that she actually told Hashem, but we do know, um, I'm on page four, the top of source number nine, source number nine, right? Um, in Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vatidor neder. She makes a neder. Mm-hmm. Okay? Vatomer Hashem tzvaot. Imraot hir ebe oni amatecha. Uzchartani velotishkachet amatecha. Right? Hashem, great Hashem, right? Lord of the hosts. Um, if you'll see my pain, the pain of your ama, your servant, right? Don't forget me. Untatale amatecha zera anashim, right? Please give me um, offspring. And if you do, Hashem, Untativ Hashem kol and I will I will dedicate this this child to, to you. Umora lo yale al rosha, right? No razor shall ever touch his head, meaning she's gonna make him kadosh to God. He's gonna be a special child, right? And I'll give if you give me a child, I will give him to you. So let's look at this for a second. What's going on here? Right? She, what, like, what's, what's happening? She's making a deal with Hashem? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Right? What's going on here? Where does Hanaf feel like she has the audacity, almost, right, to make a deal with what's going right? we don't We don't typically do that. So really, what's happening? Um, right? The Gemara, and, and, and the Gemara praises her for it. Right? Vatidor neder vatomar Hashem tzvaot. Amar Rabbi Elazar miyom shebara hakadosh baruchu et olamo lo haya adam shekrao lakadosh baruchu tzvaot ad shebata chana vekara totzvaot. Right? They nobody ever. This is the first time in Tanakh that anybody uses the phrase Hashem tzvaot. Right? We got that from Chana. She's the first one that that says it. So whatever what this whole exchange. Right? The Chachamim are viewing as very, very positive. But now, wait a second. Right? Let's step back. How does that, again, how does this work? Like, we, we don't typically make the, who are we to go and make a deal with Hashem? Right? And really, the, the answer is, is that if you look closely, right, she's not coming and, and trying to make a business arrangement. Right? You see right away in the way she talks, and this is the same way she spoke to Eli, right? Out of reverence for who he was and what he represented, right? She says, she uses ama, servant, right? I'm your samatecha, three times. Three times in the same pasuk, right? Im im ra'ot beoni amatecha, right? Uzchatani velotishkachet amatecha. Venatata amatecha, right? I'm a nobody. I, I don't really deserve, you know, anything that you're going to give me. And I, I, I know that, right? So she, she uses her neder to compliment her tefillah. Right? Tefillah, what do we do? When we, when we pray, when we ask, right? We ask. We ask, right? And, and we recognize that maybe we're not worthy of asking, but we ask. 
what is she doing with the neder? She's using the neder to show God, I'm, I know I'm asking something that I'm not worthy of, but I, I want to show you that I, I'll commit to something. I'm, I'm committing to you, right? I'm not even asking. She's very specific in the way that she prayed to Hashem. That's better. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was very like, it's good. It makes you think, like, if you really want something, really, really pray that. But, say when, but specific how? Think of how she was specific. You're saying like she did the neder while she's praying, but that's also a very big thing. She she was specific in that she's saying I, I and and we'll look at we'll look at Rachel how Rachel looks at it, right? How Rachel uh, phrases it. She's saying I I want a child in order to serve you, you. Right. Right? right? Not it's I want it. It's not right. for me. Right. Not giving a, a negative outcome. She's giving a positive. Positive mm-hmm. like well, again, right? Right, which is also uh, like something so nice for us to to when we when we ask and when we pray for things and you know when we want things in our lives. Well, we need to prioritize and and have some perspective. Like, what what's the purpose of these things in my life? Like, do these do these? Am I asking for God for purposeful things, right, or not so much? You know, how are what. What, what is the purpose of my life? What, what do I view as, as my life's purpose? And how am I going to use my, my prayer and my requests from Hashem in order to enhance that purpose and, and those priorities, right? It, it, it really makes you, it, it makes you think. And this is what Hannah did. She, had, she used her prayer and she made this neder not to make a business arrangement with God, but rather to complement each other, right? To ask, to recognize the fact that she's not in a position to ask, right? Um, um, she's not expecting it, right? She's not expecting. She's not she, saying, "Give me this, I deserve it." Exactly, right? Look at everything. Mm-hmm. I never answered back my husband, and I never answered back Penina. Right. right? She's not coming with any te'anot, right? With any claims mm-hmm. and saying, "I deserve this." She's recognizing her 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 place. She understands that she's maybe not, you know, worthy. But she also shows Hashem that, no, I'm, I'm committed, right? I'm, I'm not talking to you like an equal, like we're making some sort of arrangement, right? But, but at, the same, at the same time, right, she, she makes this neder as a gesture of, of her belief that I'm going to continue, I'm going to keep going, right? We talked about emunah before the holiday as, as an impa- a belief, but not that you sit back and do nothing and believe, that empowers you to keep going because you believe that when you do things l'shem shamayim, that it's going to work out. And this is exactly what it's showing. She's, she's showing that I have emunah that this is not my, my, this is not how my story ends, right? This is not my, I believe that Hashem, you're going to change my destiny for the better and I'm going to keep going. And what am I going to do? I'm going to dedicate my child to you and I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep using this Part of my pain. Yes, like you gave him to me. Exactly, 100%. Yes, 100%. Right? She recognized, and it's and it's in his name. She that's and that's and that's his essence, right? We know from who Shmuel was, right? He really was a very like strong, positive person in the Tanakh. I have to say, anointed the kings, the right, right, that I remember. 
yeah, he anointed the kings, right? So she's showing God that I, I know that you have the ability and the power to do this. And, and I believe I'm going to use my pain not to be self-destructive and not to wallow in my grief and, and, and not to be passive and do nothing, but she's going to use this energy in a productive way. And she uses this energy to recommit herself to God, to build her relationship with Hashem, and to express again that she is committed and she also wants this thing, but again, in return, to strengthen her relationship with Hashem. Okay? Um, so... In that, on that note, right, now we can understand why the Chachamim um, took her the way she prayed and established many halachot of, of prayer based on her, right? If, if we, when we talked about prayer last semester, we talked about the purpose of prayer is for us to build our relationships with God. Well, Chanab exemplified that. Right? She, her, she, she cried out to God in her time of need. She used that in a productive way, like we said, to, to strengthen her relationship with God. So, of course, right, we want to learn from that and we want to keep that going. So every time we reach out to God, right, we remember that this is our purpose. And the Gemara tells us that. We learn a lot of things from Chana. Kama hilcheta Right? How many of these great, important halachot do we learn from Chana? Right? Chana is speaking from her heart. We have to have kavana from our heart, right? Right? But we can't pray in our heads. We actually have to move our lips and say the words, right? We learn that from Chana. And her voice is not heard. That we're not allowed to pray out loud, right? This, this is specifically talking about the halachot of Amidah. Now, this is super powerful because in a time where everybody prayed out loud and she changed the norm, the Chachamin took this and implemented it into the way that we pray, wow. right? Changed the way that we pray just from what she did, right? Right, mikan Right, a drunk person cannot pray because we know that a drunk person cannot have the proper kavana, so a drunk person cannot pray. Okay, and besides for the halachot of tefillah, there are other important lessons that the rabbis recognized from Chana when she answers at least she says v'shechar lo shatiti. I didn't drink any wine. Right, Amar Lazar mikan badavar Somebody who's suspected of doing something that they didn't do, that they should correct them. They shouldn't let that person think that of them. They should mm-hmm. say something, right? And, and how, of course, how should we say something, right? From Chana, we learned to, to say it very, very respectfully. Right, from here, from this interaction with, with how Eli answers her, right, if he wrongfully suspected somebody of doing something that they didn't do, he needs to to make him feel better, to appease him. Not just that, he has to give him a beracha. Right? So it's almost like not just apologizing for thinking something bad, but, but really kind of taking it back in, in a positive way. How come the Aleph is missing? Where? Um, um, in the Gemara, it, it should be She'elat no, in the Pasuk. She'elatech. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I don't know.
Um, I don't know if the Mifashim talk about it. It's a good thing to look up. I shall look it up. Um, okay. Right, so we talked about Chana, we talked about the predicament that she was in, we talked about the fact that she felt very alone in the various relationships of her life. Um, and as you pointed out, right, there's a lot of parallels here. This is very reminiscent of the story of Rachel. Right, so I'm on the last page, page six. Um, and they, they, pointed it out. and there's a lot of comparisons, right? Rachel and Chana, they are both second wives, right, mm-hmm. who were loved but they were, did not have children. Both of them, right? Right? They were the loved ones that did not have children, right? Um, next, we see the tension that they both had with their sister wives, right? In Rachel's case, it's literally a sister. It's crazy, sorry, I'm cutting yeah. Even today in the Goyim, like it's not considered a marriage if you don't have kids also. Like some people consider it more like, you know, you get married to have kids. Even the Goyim, I'm just watching this show. It's funny on Netflix. And, like, she ends up breaking up with him because he doesn't want to have a family with her. It just makes you think, you know? Even today's generation, you think that Goyim are so, you know? Well, but really, that's what it is. You get married, you bring a child. Yeah, so to, to, yeah into the world, exactly, right. right? Bringing in the next generation, 100%, right? So Continue. Right? And so we have that tension in, in both cases. Right? When Naphtali is born, the first son of Bilha, when she gives Bilha to Yaakov as, as a maidservant to have children that she can raise, right? She, even in his name, right? Oh, I, I, I can also pray, my, like my sister prayed. I can also have, right? Like my sister, right? That tension is there. We see the chiasata tsarata gam kaas, right? Her her tsara would would anger her, and the, the, that tension was there that she lived with. Okay, we also have, um, we also we also have right, like you said, the reaction of the husbands, right? Vatere Rachel ki loyal dali Yaakov, right? And she, right, and she was jealous, and then she tells him havali banim veimai meta anochi, right? And instead of Yaakov trying to make at least Elkanah tries to make her feel better. There's a lot to say about Yaakov's reaction. We'll have to save it for another time. But right, seemingly Yaakov and Elkanah both have this in common that they seem insensitive to their to the plight of their wife, right? Yaakov outright gets angry, right? And some of the Mifarshim kind of, you know, come down harshly on this. So this is how you talk to a, somebody that's, that, this is how you talk to somebody that's in pain. You get mad, somebody that you love, right? The Ramban has a fascinating thing about how Rachel tried to use, psychologically use her relationship and that's why he, um, Yaakov got angry. Right, but still, it seemingly seems insensitive, right? Sure. And for the same thing for Elkanah, right? Well, aren't I better than you than ten kids? Right? We said it. See, it's, it doesn't validate what they're feeling and what they're going through. And then we have the same language: Rachel, right? Hashem with Chana, Vatahar Vateled, right? And then Vatahar Chana with the same the same language. And then we also have in their namings of their children. We both have their children's names reflecting of the fact that they believe that their children were a result of their prayers, that right. their prayers were answered, right? right? The same thing. Right? God saw me. God recognized that I was in trouble. And, and he, right? So we do have all of these similarities. Cherpati means like really like the bitterness. 
Yeah, cherpa is like my um, my shame, right? Oh, Hashem okay. collected all of right, my right. shame that I yeah. felt being the only one not having, right? Because Leah had and Bilha had and Zilpah had, right? And so, gave her a son. And, and gave her a son, right? So, very nice. We have all of these similarities, but what do all of these similarities... Okay, so we know that they're similar, but really through the similarities, we also need to look at the differences because the differences are very, very significant. And here, I don't want to rail on Rachel because Rachel was a tzaddiket who was the only one who was able to advocate for the Jewish people, right? But we see in the differences between the way they each dealt with their predicaments of not having children and having sister wives that had children, right? The way that they dealt with it differently highlights Hannah's greatness, right? Um, And how... As, as a woman in a, in a, or even as a person in a, in a difficult situation. Okay, so let's look at that. Let's, let's look at this for a minute. We have Rachel, right? Rachel ki lo Yaakov. She saw she didn't have right? She feels jealous, right? Do we, we don't see any sort of negative will or negative feelings on Hannah's part. We don't have that, right? We, we see she's quiet. We don't know what she's thinking, but we don't see any of that, uh, you know, resentment. We don't see that. We see it with Rachel, right? Right? And she approaches Yaakov. Right? She kind of gives this ultimatum. We don't have that with Chana. Right? She doesn't approach Elkanah that way. Vatomer. Right? And then, out of, out of like this act of, of, of desperation... Rachel says, all right, you know what? Take my maidservant and, and, and I'll have children through her. Now, to her credit, she's following precedent, right? She's following Sarah's precedent. Now, there's also, you can also compare Rachel and Sarah and the differences in which they went about it, which is also interesting, right? But she, it's almost as if Rachel wants a quick fix. She wants a quick fix to the problem. And really, before she finally turns to Hashem, it's a process for Rachel. And again, this is not to rail on Rachel, this is, we're human, and humans have different ways of processing, you know, Mm -hmm. difficult circumstances. For some, maybe it is more natural to turn to God right away. For others, it's a process, and it's a journey, and they have to go through, and everybody has a different way of dealing with all of these feelings, right? And, and this is a perfect example of that, right? Rachel had her own journey. It was a longer journey, but she had to go through this journey until she realized that Hashem is the only one that I can reach out to. But it was a process that Chana didn't have, right? For Chana, highlighting Chana's greatness and how she dealt with her, with her pain, Yeah. Ten? Ten she had? So you're right, but what we don't have in the Pesukim, and again, we can only deal with what we have, right? We, we, we don't have any of this, even though Penina had ten. Um, right? And we don't have, right, we don't have Vatekane Chana Bepenina. Right? We don't have, she's not lashing out at Elkanah saying, why her and not me? Right? We don't have any of that. So you're right in that it was a while, but um, we don't see any of, of right, and, it, and, then, and then Rachel, right, here, take my maidservant, right, that quick fix, like mm-hmm. she's, she's we, don't, we don't see that with Hannah, 
right? So you're right in that maybe. Yeah, you're, you're right. But I, I think that the, the pisu, right? Through the similarities, you also have to look at what's not similar, mm-hmm. right? Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> right? Another quick fix that she looks for, Rachel, the Dudaim, right? She goes to Le'ah with, when Reuven collects the Dudaim, which the commentaries tell us were the special flowers that were supposed to help with fertility, right? She says, ah, maybe this is going to help me, right? Uh, a lot of times we look for those quick fixes. Uh, you know, I'll uh, do X and Hashem will give me Y, right? It doesn't work that way sometimes. But Rachel, again, she, she had... Okay, but but she, she's, put in a, she's putting in a different type of hishtadlut. Yes, you know? 100%. You have, a hundred, you have to, again, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. here to rail on Rachel at all. Again, she's putting in her hishtadlut. She's, she, again, it's, it's her journey. And mm-hmm. it, it just, go, like we said, goes to show that different people have different ways of processing things. But I do think it highlights Hana's greatness and, and the emunah that she had, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then finally, when they, in their names, it's, you, you see the difference. Even though they both show how they recognize that Hashem listened to both of them and they recognize that their children are examples of, um, are a result of, of their efforts, of their prayers, right? From Chana, she says, Untativ Hashem, right? I'm having a child to give to you. Right? This child is about God. Whereas Rachel... Asaf Elokim Cherpati, yes, right? But Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher, right? <laughs> Give me another one. Right, Yosef Hashem Li. Again, not to take away from Rachel, you can, all, you can, you can say also that, that when she's saying Yosef Hashem Li, it's she's recognizing that she wants to be a part of establishing the Jewish people. They all knew that, right? Rachel, Le'ah, Bilhaz, they all knew that the 12 Shevatim is the establishment of the Jewish people. So you could say that th- that's just what she wanted, right? But if you compare the, the Pesukim, there, there is a difference there, right? So we see, really, like, like we said, it's not to put Rachel down, but it's to recognize the gadlut of Chana and the greatness of how she used her pain and her, her difficult circumstances and what she was going through, and she used it positively to turn to God, to work on her relationship with God, and to show the power, really the power of prayer. And it's, it's evident in her name. Her name as Chana, right? The same Lashon as Tichina, as, as a prayer, right? As, as like we have in, um, in Parashat Vayet Chanan, Moshe is pleading to God, right? Pleading with God. Please let me go into Eretz Yisrael, right? I, and, and Rashi says over there in the Pasuk, um, that lashon trina is like a, you're asking for a matnat trinam. You're asking for a present mm-hmm. that you don't deserve, mm-hmm. right? So chanat milashon trina, right? She that's what she's asking, but it's also chana milashon chen. She ends up finding favor in God's eyes because of the way that she takes her circumstances and her predicament and her pain and she turns it into something productive and uses it productively to. A, illustrate the power of prayer, a lesson that we have mm-hmm. for generations, A, just in our heads, but also B, the halachot, right? The rabbis recognize this and established halachot based on what she did. Um, and also, like we said, to, to change and, and to work on her relationship with God and to grow her relationship with God.